Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What did you want to do for a living when you were small? And are you doing it now? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Yes. Uh, although we did have creepy Bradley in our meeting today. Oh, we did. I'm sorry, creeper Bradley. Flat um, Bradley. Flat Bradley. You can see that on uh, Twitter, I believe also on Instagram on the MyTalk1071 account. But Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. In 3D. In 3D. Uh, okay, so the question I'm asking is, when you were a kid, what is it that you wanted to do when you grew up? And are you doing it now? 651 651- Six four one one zero seven one, and I would even say like, and if you're not doing it, is there something about what you're doing now that sort of has a whiff of what you want to do when you grew up? And the reason we're asking is because, uh, according to some statistics, forty three percent of Americans claim that they are doing one of the dream jobs that they had as a kid. Wow. What's interesting about that is the most common jobs. Now you know how this goes, like. When you're little, and I always, I worry about doing this to my kids all the time. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I, I am, I was always kind of an unconventional person. So when people said, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like every, you know, they're like, they're like kid jobs, right? Like I want to be a fireman or a nurse or an astronaut or a teacher. And I'm not saying that those aren't valid jobs, but like as a child, you see the categories. Well, they're easy to conceptualize, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, there are many, uh, there are so very many jobs to do that maybe have elements that you would like. It's like when you go get a haircut and you show a picture to the hairdresser and you say, I want this haircut. And they say, what is it about that haircut that you like? Yeah. That is the same as true with jobs. That's right. Uh, Anyway, um, anyway, so apparently, though, the most popular common jobs that people want to be as a child are doctor, nurse, lawyer, actor, artist, and teacher. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, right? Given what we just said about kids and their concept of yeah. jobs. Yeah. 651-641-1071. What did you want to be when you grew up as a child? And are you still doing it? Or are you doing something similar? What are you doing now? Let's go to the phones. We have Jessica on the line. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Jessica, when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a veterinarian and live on a ranch. And what are you doing now? I'm an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jessica, but do you live on a ranch? No, I okay. don't. All right, I had hope. Um, <laughs> but do you feel like is there like is there something about being a veterinarian that you feel like you are getting from being an accountant? Not really. <laughs> I mean, I love animals a lot, um, but as I got older and I went to college, I just was like, I don't know if I could do a lot of the stuff that they have to do. Mm-hmm. But 
I've often thought of trying to find a job where I work with animals. There just isn't that much. Right. And the ones that there are, you don't get paid that much. Jessica, so, you know what I, I think just, is so funny is that you, when you just said, you know, I because I think it's like I have a friend who's a veterinarian and it's so hard. You have to know so many things about all the different animals. But um, Jessica, you're an accountant. And I also think that sounds so hard. It isn't. It's actually easy. But <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of people do think that. I feel like then you are in the right spot. And I hope for you that someday you find a way to make your love of animals part of your vocation. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Jessica. Let's go to Pam. Hi, Pam. Pam, when you were little, what did you want to do when you grew up? I wanted to be a photographer. And? And I am. I have been for 10 years. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yes. And the side note is that I was always fascinated with observing other people's lives so the photography that i do is like day in the life documentary stuff so it's all those childhood fascinations in one job i love that that's cool that is so cool can you uh yeah. well, well why don't you give a plug for your photography business pam oh well it's heart of life creative and i'm transitioning to telling small business stories as well i love that Wonderful. Pam, I'm so glad that you got to find a way to, to continue your um, your passion for both photography and just observing human behavior. Um, and thank, <laughs> thank you. you so much. And thank you for calling yeah, us. Thanks, Pam. And congratulations. Um, let's go to Patrice. Patrice is on the line. Patrice, when you were little, what did you want to do when you grew up? I wanted to be a cowgirl, a nun, and Lou Grant. Oh, my God. Okay, well, so that's the, the combination. That's a lot. And I don't know if there's one profession that really encompasses all of those things. Um, but are you a cowgirl, a nun, or Lou Grant? No. <laughs> Any one of the three. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Well, wow. I think I think about like what those characteristics, kind of like what you were talking about before, what those characteristics kind of speak. Yeah. And I think that I still gravitate toward those characteristics, like being adventurous. Uh, helping people, connecting with people, and writing. I love that, Patrice. And uh, what now? What is your profession? Uh, my my not day job is I'm a writer. I love it. Yes, perfect, Patrice. Thank you so much for Thanks. your call and congratulations on your not day job. Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um, we did get a tweet from our friend Panda, and Panda said. First, I wanted to be a meteorologist. Then I took an actual class and it was hard. Then I wanted to be a lawyer, which I also love this because, listen, both of those things sound really hard to me. Yeah. This is then I wanted to be a lawyer, graduated law school, but didn't pass the bar. Now I work in customer service. So I'm still helping people. So look at that. There you go. Yeah. You get around. You get around. Holly, what did you want to do when you grew up when you were little? My first job that I wanted to do is I wanted to be a pilot. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, yeah, because we talked about this when we were broadcasting at the state that's fair. Right. So I either wanted to fly a 747 mm-hmm. or a DC-10. So I wanted to fly the big planes. Sad for me now, both those planes are out of commission mm-hmm. and they don't fly anymore. So you wouldn't have been dry or you wouldn't you wouldn't have been working in that field. Well, no, or I just would have been flying the big the Airbus. And you, every day you'd be like, I never wanted to fly this plane. Well, no, because then now we have even cooler planes. Mm. There's the Airbuses that are two full double deckers. Man, those things are giant and they're incredible oh, yeah. and they're amazing. I am not flying a jumbo jet. That right is now. true. Although I will say sometimes it might feel like it. 
<laughs> when you're trying to drive this show. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So it was just, I think it was one of those things where, you know, the, the stars did not line up necessarily or that the things that I probably would have had to have done in order to get to that place. Mm-hmm. When I was 18 years old, they weren't necessarily things I wanted to do. Uh-huh. And also I think the trap of when, when you ask like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. You can identify those things when you're little, mm-hmm. but it's only through living life that you kind of start to understand yourself and the processes and unfortunately mm-hmm. that timing sometimes doesn't align with going to college right or doing things when you're in that age right and then it's you're true. like oh i actually know myself now oh okay <laughs> i guess i'm not gonna I guess. do what that. about you well i always wanted to be a dancer and then i realized i couldn't make any money doing that really I, not that people can't that i knew i couldn't because the amount of work and um hustle that that people in the arts have to do i just was not willing to do read i was too lazy to do and i had other goals uh other things that i wanted to do in my personal life that i just didn't know how i would juggle it all yeah but if you ask my mother when i was little at some point i said i wanted to be on the radio and i and i have no recollection of that but i did as an adult one time tell the right person uh they asked me what do you what you know i was kind of in a place of not knowing what I wanted to be when I grew up and I was in my 20s and she said to me what would you do if you if what would you say if somebody said what do you want to do and you knew they wouldn't judge you or tell you why you couldn't do it what would you say and I to this day don't know where this voice came from because I had not I didn't remember thinking it I said I'd be on the radio and Within a week, she had passed my name on to the right people. Long story short, a couple of phone calls later, I was selling ads here at the radio station, which I was terrible at. Ah. Um, That didn't last long, but I found a way to weasel my way into production, and I learned how to do everything. And now I sit right here. Now you are talking. And now I talk to the masses. But it is like one of those stories of like, apparently there was something about the radio that I loved as a child and it must have stuck with me. And when you say the right thing to the right people or you're in the right place at the right time, sometimes awesome things can happen. Now, that doesn't mean it was not without work. Right. Because it was with work. Um, I've worked hard at this. Yes, but, you have. But it is, it just sort of is like, I just sort of love hearing people talk about kind of what they saw themselves doing and how they got there. And if they're doing it or if they're not doing it, what they are doing that that maybe weaves in what they loved about the idea of doing that other thing. Mm-hmm. You're doing great, everybody. When yeah. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I just got a text that there is food at the front desk for great. us. We're going to be doing great. We are going to be doing great and fantastic pretty soon because it is Friday, which means it is... We'll do that after this on My Talk 107.1. Hey, everybody. It is Friday on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation He's having a cheat week. Yeah. I mean, that's all he's doing on he's his cruise. Nordic waffles. Yes. With yay toast, which is like my favorite cheese ever. Try it out. It's amazing. But that's not what we're doing here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Holly Roberts is filling in. Uh, Brian is at the controls and it is cheat day. Dirty rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Sticking in our mouths this week. Okay, so we we did a little Taco Bell. Uh, we made a run for the border. Mm-hmm. This I feel like we walked for this because 
This is the chicken waffle. What do they call it? The chicken waffle sandwich? Uh, no, this is not the chicken waffle sandwich. I mean, not waffle. The chicken taco sandwich. Hold the phone. It's the crispy chicken sandwich taco. Thank you. I had some words. They were out of order. It's fine. We're doing great. You got there. Um, I got there. And I'm going to just, I'm just going to give you a heads up. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking at right now. What are you looking at? Is basically a chicken strip. In a small pita. <laughs> that is accurate. With some kind of spicy mayo. That is also accurate. It is. I <laughs> feel like I could have assembled this at home. Yes. Cool. cool. I mean, listen, get in, the, get in the sandwich game. Do you, Taco Bell? Well, Taco Bell wants to join the chicken sandwich wars. And right. this is the way that they can do it because Taco Bell, of course, not really known for their chicken sandwiches True. or sandwiches of any kind. Right. So I'm sure the Taco Bell consortium was like, all right, everybody, how do we compete with these Popeyes, these McDonald's, this Burger King and everything? We got to get in on the zeitgeist. Okay. Which is fried chicken sandwiches. I, okay. Here's what I will say. The price is right. They're just a couple bucks. We got two. We got the t- package of two. Um, Holly and I are splitting one because I, I'm not going to lie. I got a chili cheese burrito too, because duh, it's Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, we gave Brian the full one because he's a growing man. (laughs) (laughs) Rather we didn't want to eat the whole one That's really what it was. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be courteous. I'm going to give him the full one. So you've got like, I, mine is split in half, but Brian has like the full meal deal. Yep. Okay. So So let's you, how about you two go ahead and take a bite first. All right. All right. And then we'll get the review on it. I will be honest. Uh, I I'm I cannot smell. I've got the seasonal allergies. Uh, yes, I do take an allergy pill. Yes, I do take an inhaler. But stuff is weird right now, so just it's fine. I can't smell it. Is my point. Well, there's really nothing to smell. Okay, Colin, good. So you're not really missing out on much. Okay. I took a bite, and the crispy <laughs> chicken sandwich taco. Okay. Is like something that you would make at two in the morning for a fourth meal. Out of things that you found in the back of the fridge. Yeah, it's very plain, if you ask me. Like, they should have added maybe some lettuce with it or make it bigger, I guess. Right. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, it's just very, it's just chicken and, was it, you said pita? It's. It seems like it's a pita bread. But it's not like a pocket pita bread. It's like, oh, I'm getting a spice. There, yes, there is a little heat mm-hmm. to this, and luckily they did bring in some fire sauce and some hot sauce. Thank you to dress up the situation. I'm not mad about it, but I'm not excited about it. No, this is something that you get because it's on offer. Yeah. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious? <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
And you just add it to your regular Taco Bell order. Right, and I actually like what you said. Like, you can make this at home with stuff you found in your fridge. Right, it is not not breaking the mold in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. This is something that you're like, boy, I want my fourth meal. I know my Taco Bell Uh order by heart. Oh, look, they've got this new thing. Well, why don't I throw on a couple of these as a supplement? Yeah, this is a supplemental food item. A supplemental chicken sandwich. Which, you know, listen, that is not a diss because there's plenty of supplemental foods at Taco Bell. There's a lot, actually, of things that you just add on to be like, ooh, just that extra thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would drive out of my way for this, um, but I'm not mad at it. I would not drive out of my way for this. No. Yeah. But, like, you'll eat it, right? You're Like, I'm not, I'm not like, it's bad and I'm not going to finish it. I have no beef with the chicken sandwich. You have no beef with the chicken. Yeah, I have no yeah. beef with it. I, I see what the, you did there. I was going to say the chicken was good. Yeah, you know, the chicken is good. <laughs> but, you know, it's... I'm assuming this was like off the dollar menu or something. Cause it's, I think it, it it's not on the dollar menu. I don't think, but it's not. I mean, listen, it's a dollar forty nine. Yeah, oh. the deal with Taco Bell is you can get you can be like stuffed all the way to the gills for less than ten dollars every time. Right. So like it, you know, it's not you're not just don't worry about it. You're fine. <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. It's not expensive. No, and it's not a big deal. So the next time, I suppose the recommendation is uh-huh. the next time you are find yourself wanting a meal from Taco Bell and you want a little supplement, a, a little something yeah. added to your regular Taco Bell order, go ahead and order this. You're not going to be mad at yourself. I will say this, though. I, like, my kids would be, this would be right up their alley. Sure. So, like, the, what I actually appreciate about this is when I say, we're going to go to Taco Bell. I have at least one picky eater in my family that's like, oh, I hate Taco Bell. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Sad. Also, are you sure you're my child? But after we get that out of the way, this is something I can say like, oh, but they've got this chicken sandwich. He'd be fine with it because it's fine. Right. It's like bread fine. and bread and chicken. Oh, here's the left. OK, yeah. so we fine. we like to uh, rate things on a scale of five Cobras, five being the best. How many Cobras? Are we going to give the chicken sandwich from Taco Bell? We will start with Brian. I'm going to give it like a two, maybe two and a half. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. It's just too plain for me. Holly? Going to give it a three because I'm not mad at it. I'm actually with Brian. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I think they could have done better, but I'm not mad about it. I just would like to see it enhanced. Thank you, everybody, for cheating with us today. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them... After this on My Talk 1071. Uh, celebrities behaving badly. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi, yes. 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 Hello. Hello. And uh, these are your celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them, and that name is D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Um, would you like to know who my D-bag is? Of course. It's the Daily Mail. Ah, Bing bong. A frequent flyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's why. And it's just like, I get it. They're trying to get people to click on their dumb headlines. Also, the Daily Mail has a thing against Meghan Markle. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, this is the same publication that has Piers Morgan writing right. a column for them. Employs Piers Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, the headline <laughs> is exclusive. Where's Meghan? Harry hits swanky bar at $1,300 a night Carlisle Hotel. 
for a second night in a row during three-day visit to New York City, but his wife is nowhere to be seen. Wow! Oh, tell me more. Oh. Okay, I have a question for you. Let's start, yes. and, and then and then we're treated to uh, photographs of Harry sitting in like a booth, like one of those like curved booths at the hotel bar at the Carlisle, with three other people who are all leaning in anxiously while he speaks, and he is drinking a glass of wine, and they have cocktails presumably in front of them, but no, Megan is not there. I I have a question, Holly. You're married. This is true. This is true. Do you ever do things without your husband? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Thank you. Yes, he is an individual human being. No, are you though? Yes. As a woman? Believe it or not, (laughs) even though I'm in a heterosexual marriage and I play the female, Mm -hmm. not only in real life, but on television and on the radio, Mm -hmm. I have my own interests. Mm -hmm. And guess what? A lot of times I would prefer not to do things, but... My husband wants to go and do them. Yeah. And I say, go have a fun time. Go and do. Tell me about it when you come back. Yeah. I just like this. I am sure people clicked on this article thinking they were going to get some sort of story about how uh, Harry and Megan are on the rocks because she didn't show up at the hotel bar the next day. Who knows why? Maybe the meeting did not involve her or interest her. Mm -hmm. Maybe she ate some clams that were off the night before and she needed some time alone. Happens. Maybe she just was really into a Netflix special. Or maybe, maybe, maybe she had her own plans with other people at the same time. You don't say. It's not like Meghan Markle. Has her own set of friends in New York City right. that maybe she hasn't seen in a long time. And and what I love about this is they try to trump up the story by showing a picture of her there the night before. She was in the she Ooh. was at the at the hotel bar the night before with him, but she did not show up the second night. What happened? Trouble oh, in paradise. Oh. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Listen, uh the two of them are in New York. They're there for business. They're doing stuff. Yeah. And uh, they're just not at the bar together for like 45 minutes. This Daily Mail article is trolly olioli. Yeah. Trolling hardcore because, you know, they're doing the thing that the Daily Mail is doing. Oh, shot clutch your pearls. They're staying at this hotel that costs $1,300 a night. Yeah. Well, do you expect these guys to be saying at your local? At the Doubletree? Not, that would, yeah. They're not even getting their warm cookies. It's fine. No. But like, where do you expect them to stay? This we're talking about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, right. and they uh, they make money, yeah, and they make a lot of money. And interestingly enough, if you were paying attention earlier this year, they kind of explain why, yeah, because they need security, they need other things. Actually, the most interesting thing about this story is I want to know who Prince Harry's talking to in these photos. Well, yeah, and I'd be curious to know as well. And it, you know, I, it looks That's like the it hot is gas, right? It looks like some sort of business meeting, right? Yes. And lots of businessy things happen in New York. Um yeah, I mean, yes, I'm curious about that as well. I think that 
the Daily Mail completely missed the mark on their uh, reporting around this. Well, yeah, the intrigue is not why Megan isn't there. There yeah, are any like number what's reasons. going on at that it's table. It's like, what's going on at the table? Who are the people that he's talking to? What are they talking about? That's the actual interesting story. But here's what they deliver on that. Oh. Harry spoke animatedly, gesturing frequently with a glass of white wine set before him at what appeared to be a business meeting. Ah. It's unknown at this point who the middle-aged man and woman seen in the photos were. The two men in the photos were dressed in black suits and the woman wore a white blazer. After about 45 minutes, Harry left clutching an iPad and notebook. He shook hands and walked out with his security guard. Well, what else are you supposed to do with these photos? Thank you, Daily Mail columnist. Yes. For spinning, polishing that turd of a story yep. and trying to make it into something that it's absolutely not. I do want to talk about this, though, really quickly because I think it's adorable. Uh, they did do a big, like, zero in on his portfolio that he carries while he's out and about doing businessy things. And it is a portfolio that is engraved with the words Archie's Papa. It's very cute. Well, that's cute. I just think that's adorable. It's a little too cute for me. Oh, I think it's so cute. I'm sure it was a Father's Day present, and it's (laughs) just very, like, lovely. I I, I know. I'm just, uh, I I have no heart, and it's... No, it's fine. None of us do. It's 2021. We got rid of those, like, in 2019. (laughs) What is that? Anyway, who's your D-bag, Holly? Um, It's Madonna. Oh. It's Madonna. 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 Because Madonna... Is inserting herself into the Britney Spears conversation. This is like, this has become um, par for the course. I actually, not just for Madonna, like truly for many people. Well, I suppose, look, Madonna was at a red carpet event for a documentary that's premiering about her Madame X shows. She was interviewed by Entertainment Tonight. It's It's a a real good good show. And she spoke to the reporter from Entertainment Tonight about talking with Britney Spears over the phone. Oh. Yesterday. Oh, you don't say. I was just checking in on her and congratulating her on her marriage and on her pending marriage. Madonna added, I love her. I love her. Okay. What's interesting is that this is just a flex of a of a behavior that Madonna's been doing for the past 20 years is where Madonna feels the need to attach herself to somebody else in order to remain in the conversation and stay relevant. Hello, fellow children. Hello. How do you do, fellow children? <laughs> now, Madonna and Britney Spears collaborated back in the day. They did a song, Me Against the Music. Mm-hmm. And that at the time was an, it, this was the start of the Madonna flex. Madonna has been doing this since right around 2003, I would say, where she connects with the younger stars in order to keep herself in the conversation. Sure. She did that, remember, with Britney Spears. And she did that, Christina Aguilera, yep. there on the stage at the VMA Awards. Oh, my gosh. Actually, that was pearls. a tongue-forward moment, too, speaking of tongues. That was a tongue-forward yeah. moment. But it was one of those things that it's like, I don't, you know, I'm curious at the relationship between Britney Spears and Madonna over the years. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know. Has Madonna been checking in with Britney Spears? Has she had a relationship with Britney Spears? But then at the same time, was she even allowed to have a relationship right. with Britney Spears? So then I questioned that. Right. It's just, it just seems a little convenient. Well, it's a very, you know, listen, and it's not, like I said, this is not a behavior that's been limited to Britney or to uh, Madonna lately. It is, it is a, it is a, a vintage Madonna move, but she's not the only one who's doing this. Like we saw, Cher, we've seen Cher do this yep. with Britney Spears. 
We've seen Paris Hilton do this with Britney Spears. This is a moment where a lot, and I have questions about that, actually, because we're seeing a lot of people say, oh, I'm really concerned about Britney Spears. I've been checking in on Britney Spears. I, I reached out to Britney Spears, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I think to myself, then where have you been? Like, why are you showing up in this moment? Sure. Well, I suppose then the positioning would be with a celebrity like that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like, no, actually, I haven't talked to Britney Spears in a long time. Right. And I don't know how she's doing. Right. Because the optics of that, if you were once close to Britney Spears, like somebody like Paris Hilton, well, then then how are you going to respond to that kind of questioning where it's like, you know what? I haven't talked to her in a really long yeah. time. And I don't know how she is. I, that's not going to grab headlines. Right. In the way that it is showing that you have care and concern for somebody like Britney Spears, who has captured the zeitgeist in a particular way. Right. And then my question is for then the, uh, you know, the publications or the reporters that are having these conversations. Like to me, then the follow up question is like, Questions about like how often have you talked to her? Have you been talking to her? Have you kept up with her? How's she? How's she really doing? Like, I would have a lot of questions about that. Oh, sure. Like, why? Right. But what they seem to do is just sort of like, oh, great, oh, great, and then move and on I, because I, it's I not care so much right. Right. about this person. I care about Britney Spears so much. Like Madonna said, and it allows I love her. It allows Madonna to center herself in yes. the conversation and not make it about Britney Spears. That said, you know, Cher has kind of stuck her neck out about a couple things having to do with Britney Spears, but they're also all hearsay. Like they're all like a casual observer on the outside. Listen, all of this comes back around to the fact that there is a new documentary that is out tonight that I cannot wait to watch. Uh, and this is the uh, this is the New York Times uh, controlling Britney Spears documentary that will be on tonight on fx at eight o'clock central time yep and then available for streaming on hulu um and i just think at least we know at this point from the teaser trailer that there are at least two people who are speaking out for the first time about things they saw from the inner circle of britney spears yep and i think that'll be an interesting that will be an interesting take well that will be a great take to watch Really fascinated to see if it sheds new light on the situation. Right. So then maybe we can contextualize a comment like Madonna's yeah. and be like, oh, maybe they will provide some information being like, we blocked everybody from communicating right. with her. And then it's somebody like Madonna who can't necessarily be in the position to be like, hey, guess what? These people blocked me from contacting her right. for X number of years. Right. So perhaps Madonna is genuinely concerned. Perhaps she is inserting herself in the conversation. Perhaps it's a little from column A and a little from column B. It's not the first time we've been through this with Madonna. No, it's not. And, and it, it won't, won't be, be the last. last. <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071, um, I want to talk about, first of all, I just want to congratulate the general public because yeah. it appears as though there are people who are living the Team Cobra lifestyle Ooh, yes. and we need to celebrate them, but uh, we're going to get the Cobra gang together. This one has to do with Dancing with the Stars, Tyra Banks, and a Peloton instructor. What do they all have in common? Find out next on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi. Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, yes. Happy yes. Friday. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel good about it. We got to get the Cobra Gang together. Double with the double.
There are more members of the Cobra Gang out there than I even realized. Okay. So as you know, we have entered season 3002 of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's like, I, I, what What season is it actually? It's like 30 something? It's actually something? 30. This is the 30th season oh of word. Dancing with the Stars. We've gone through a lot of cycles, but... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Remember... At one point, they were doing two to a, dan- year. Two a year, but now we're just yeah. doing the one. Mm-hmm. Had to pull back a little bit. Yeah, I had to pull pull back the reins. <laughs> well, um, Tyra Banks is the uh, new host of Dancing with the Stars. And there is a contestant on Dancing with the Stars who is a Peloton instructor. His name is Cody Rigsby. Now, listen, I, we'll get into it later, <laughs> my issues with that. But what I find to be really interesting is... And I didn't even I, one of the members, one of the founding members of Team Cobra conspiracy theories, uh, people who pay close attention to going deep in the shallow of what's really going on in Hollywood. Even I did not realize that this happened when Tyra Banks introduced Cody Rigsby on Dancing with the Stars. She referred to him as a, quote, celebrity fitness instructor. She at one point referred to uh, how many people may have taken his spin classes. But there was one very important thing she did not say. She did not say the word Peloton. Ooh, which interesting. is I know, which is the brand that Cody Rigsby works for. So what is interesting about that is that Peloton being a brand name, that might be indicative. And her sort of way of dancing around it, no pun intended, see what I did there. Her way of dancing around that might indicate that maybe there is uh, not an agreement between ABC and the brand Peloton that allows for her to say the name. And I don't know exactly what that means, but what I do know is people on the socials were pointing it out. Tell me why Tyra had such a hard time saying Peloton. Dancing mm-hmm. with the Stars. Oh, questions. We've got yeah. questions. Yeah. So, um, and I don't really know. I mean, listen, I, 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 half of the fun of being on Team Cobra is never having any answers, but speculating a lot. But something about this says to me, like, maybe there was a conversation about some money exchanging hands and that money did not exchange hands in the way, in the direction that ABC would have liked. Oh, sure. Because if you're going to bring somebody like a Peloton instructor being your celebrity, that's the whole root of their celebrity. Yes. And that if you were putting a Peloton trainer on Dancing with the Stars, part of the reason would be that you want to amplify Peloton right. as, as a place that you want to be because 
Those instructors are celebrities in their own right. Well, apparently they are. And that is my secondary beef that I would like to touch. I would like to touch that beef um, if you'll allow it. Yeah. Because that's the thing I said, stick a pin in that. I'll get around to that. Is that the, the, and listen, Dancing with the Stars will find their celebrities wherever they can find their celebrities. Right. So I guess on that, on that hand, I'm not mad at it. Like, I'm not surprised that they have found a Peloton celebrity. To be the celebrity. Oh, yeah. That said, it is not like that is a supercell of people who are in order to like know who that Peloton instructor is. You have to be a Peloton user or owner. And that is a supercell of people. Sure. Well, that's the whole point of putting somebody like this Mm -hmm. on something so mainstream like Dancing with the Stars is that you want to entice people to come into your Peloton instructor universe. So it's really strange. Yes. That you're not mentioning that this guy is a Peloton instructor because there is a whole celebrity subculture and following of these instructors who are on Peloton. They have these. There was a one Peloton instructor who had this epic week long wedding. People are invested in these Peloton instructors. This is celebrity in 2021. Which people, if I'm being honest, I mean, that is a brilliant marketing strategy on behalf of Peloton to have like truly made celebrities out of this. And, And it sounds to me like um those instructors are are also leaning into celebrity in a in a way that creates like a desire for that particular product and that is genius mhm then the disconnect happens when now that celebrity who's a celebrity because they are part of this particular brand is not referred to as the celebrity from this particular brand on the TV show that is highlighting the celebrity from that particular brand. Right. Right. Oh, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. But listen, like I I ain't got no hate for the Peloton uh, celebrity instructors. Again, I am not in that supercell of people. Mm -hmm. I do not have a Peloton, not because I don't want one, just because I don't have one. You just don't have that. Um, Maybe I don't have a lifestyle that supports Peloton. <laughs> right. Well, and then but financially, they, but they, <laughs> they want to get people. So just uh-huh. because you don't have the actual physical Peloton doesn't right. mean that you can't participate in the broader Peloton universe right. because they have an app, right? That has instruction on it, that has classes that have nothing to do with the Peloton. That's true. That and I don't know if people realize that. So Peloton actually has more than just the bikes. They also have treadmills, but you can also just get the app and they have workouts for bikes. They have workouts for treadmills that you don't have to have the Peloton for. But then in addition to that, they have free weight workouts. They have um, outdoor running workouts. They've got like you can do anything and anybody can have the Peloton app. You don't have to have a Peloton. Yeah, you can have that. We're, by the way, doing the advertisement that (laughs) Dancing with the Stars is not doing for Peloton. And neither of us have the app or the machine. Exactly. And we're not doing anything. Which, again, I feel like is a missed opportunity. So it makes me wonder, was there a, was there a question about some money being exchanged? Meaning, did ABC approach Peloton with the, with the ask of like, we will say your brand name if you give us X amount of dollars as sort of like a, an advertising bundle? And Peloton was like, no, thanks. By the way, we did get a text or an email from Dell who said, you said Peloton how many times? Are you getting paid? Very smart. No. no. 
The answer is no. no. <laughs> but but this is kind of like, so this kind of goes back to a conversation that we were having yesterday about the nature of celebrity in 2021. We were talking about that in the context of yeah. Deborah Messing razzing on the choice of Kim Kardashian being selected to host the season premiere of Saturday Night Live. Right. And be like, well, that's performers. Well, no, SNL cast performers, but they also cast celebrities. And Peloton, these instructors have become their own cavalcade of stars. Yes. It's like the old studio system. Also, I do need to just say this. I'm sorry. Uh, the pandemic has been terrible for a lot of industries. I bet Peloton had, had, has had the year. Oh, well, if you look at Peloton. I know. Try, say sorry. it without saying it. Well, they're obviously getting into the volume business. Yes. Because, because if you've noticed some ads, they're cutting the price of their machines. So it's yeah. kind of like, all right, well, now like let's entice more people to get onto right. that. So that even brings up more questions about this Dancing with the Stars situation. Right. It's like you're branching out and trying to become a household name and trying to get people to invest in your brand. And you're doing that by connect creating emotional relationships with your instructors, yeah. which people who use them already have that. And you're trying to amplify that. So why not amplify it on network television, right? it which just reaches feels... millions of people? They might get curious about it. So it does. I am just I, Cody Ricks. I want to know more about what's going on behind the scenes over there. I do. I also do want to say this because back to that conversation about how how celebrity has changed and how you can't argue that you just can't argue that. No. Why? Why are we talking about HGTV right. people on People dot com for umpty food time? And here's the reason why: because celebrity follows you know, where people are attached, right? So like people like us, if, if you've got your Peloton instructor in your living room every day, that person is going to be a celebrity to you. Yes. And they're leaning into it is a super smart marketing strategy. But again, dot, dot, dot. And I know we, I've said it like more than once. It then begs the question, why, you know, why go that far to be able to put somebody on Dancing with the Stars, but then not be able to actually refer to the the zone where that person works? I can't say it. The zone. <laughs> the zone. The particular zone of fitness where they work out. Right. So we have a lot of questions for Tyra Banks. She doesn't have the time of day for us. She's never going to answer uh-uh. them. No. Mickey Mouse doesn't even know that we exist. It's true. We're over here, honey. In closing, Peloton. In closing, <laughs> in closing, we've said that word so many times saying the people who don't even use the darn thing. I know. And don't like, again, it's so funny because I, I that, that we got that email from Dell who says, you've said it. How many times are you getting paid? <laughs> we would have to tell you if we were. Yeah, we're very much not. Nope. Not <laughs> but look at none. look at Peloton. Look at look at this is what happens. I'm sure somebody's on the website right now. Yeah. In Minnesota. Well, what's that all about? When we return on the Colleen, who is this Cody Rigsby anyway? When we get back on the Colleen and Bradley show, how many unread emails do you actually have? Be honest. 651-641-1071.